Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. Um, lots of great guests coming up, including today's guest, uh, lifelong Hammer. Well, he's not hasn't been along for that long, so you know, <laughs> it's not a long, not a long life long, thankfully. Uh, it's Callum. How are you doing, Callum? How's things with you, man? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. How have you been in the uh, in this new world we live in? Yeah, not too bad, you know, just pretty much the same with everyone else, taking every new day as it is. A bit happier after the result against Wolves, obviously. Yeah, it weren't too shabby, was it? It weren't too shabby. Yeah. Um, it's, incredible what, it's incredible what one good... Uh, so I'm just going to change my blinds because it's a bit bright. Um, it's incredible what one game does to the morale of people, doesn't it? You know, it's like, just before kickoff, it was like... <laughs> you know, turn over a team 4-0, easily could have been 7 or 8. And uh, yeah. and we're well beaters again now, you know. <laughs> that's why. Yep. That's why I love football. That's why I love football, man. It's so good. But obviously, you know, it's. Uh, are you a crowd noise on or off type person? On, I was. I was actually against it at first. Mm. Um, I I didn't really get it, and then I watched the Bundesliga on BT, and I couldn't believe how much better it was. It just made it. It was like a training ground game before. It made it a lot more yeah. normal. So yeah, yeah I'm on. Right. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I think it's funny. Although sometimes I, I mean, particularly obviously the away games when I'm when I listen to it, I like to switch because sometimes I like just listening to people swear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Just yeah, a few rude, a few rude words come three o'clock, like uh, yeah, like on Sunday, Vandy. Yeah, Vandy Carroll's expletives <laughs> and mouth reading, and then, and then the the commentator had to apologise. Well, just yeah. like put the fake crowd noise on instead. But uh, I know. Yeah, no, it's all good, and, and and you know it's you know encouraging signs. That's what we'll say at the moment. Encouraging signs, to be honest. But we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's all fun and games. Um, and I'm glad that you know thinks you know. Um, I, we you know obviously it was good that last season when they brought the football back. They had to bring it back, and I was glad they did. And uh, and we, we've we've carried on. I mean, we've only really played two 
poor games, really, I'd say. Probably the Wolves game and Newcastle game in the last sort of, you know, dozen or so games. We've only played a couple of bad games, so... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Um, right, so, um, obviously, anyone, everyone we get on the channel, the first thing we always ask is, is why you're a West Ham fan, Callum, to be honest. Uh, everyone has a slightly different story. Um, so, so what's your origin story? What, why are you a hammer, Callum? What's your story? Uh, mine's quite a strange one, really. I was born in Kettering, East Midlands, just a bit south of Leicester and a bit north of Northampton, somewhere in between there. Uh, lived there for 18 years, only moved here recently. Um, but when I was around eight or nine years old, my mum and dad split and my mum met my stepdad, who was born in Ilford, West Ham fan. And I also had my uncle, who was blood, so I obviously had West Ham in my family already. And obviously they got speaking, they both had season tickets, so they relocated next to each other and then said, do you want to go to your first game? At this point, I'd only been Old Trafford because my other half of the family are Man United fans. They were season ticket holders, so I had the I knew what going to games was like because they went every week. But you know, it just wasn't for me. I was like, well, yeah, of course, I'll go to my first game. And it so happened that, that my birthday game was Spurs at home, and Defoe missed the last minute penalty. And obviously, you know how hated Defoe was at the time, and I, it was the atmosphere. I was, it couldn't have been any better. So from there on, it was like I went to that and then they got me a ticket every week until season ticket renewals and they bought me a season ticket and I've had one ever since. Oh, wow. Oh, that's fantastic. And you're right. Yeah. It's like, that's not a bad first game going, Tottenham. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think they went three seasons as well against Roma and their fans were just crazy. Yeah, you got half of them nutters. wanting to fight everyone. The other half coming in the pub and having a beer with everyone. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's always the way. I remember we, we had quite a few Italian teams come and do sort of pre-season friendlies, and yeah, they're they're always up for a scrap, aren't they? Bless them. But yeah. and I mean, and I mean, you know, but having Tottenham as your first game, and then obviously Defoe missing a penalty, you know, it sort of it adds to the the romance of being a West Ham fan, really, doesn't it? Because yeah. you've got like the hatred of Tottenham, the hatred of Defoe, you know, that last minute penalty excitement and. Uh, no, it's good, man. That's well, that's not a bad first game. You I mean you have some people go to, you know, kids for a quid games or whatever like that. And yeah. uh, but Tottenham, that's that's a, that's a that's a humdinger, a humdinger. Mate. Yeah, was a bit reluctant at the time because um, she was saying obviously, oh, is it, is it not going to be trouble? And I said, I said, no, it'll be all right. It's uh, mm. it won't be too bad. I think it's always been. People always say it to me. It says, oh, what's? There's it, not loads of trouble over there. It's never trouble home or away really. It's very. All behind you don't see anything mm. it's yeah the good I, I take my lad now he's only two and he loves it he won't see any trouble over there so anyone well, who that's wants the thing to i mean as the if you if you're you know it's 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 a testament to that you know that the fact there's no trouble there and that you know you take your little your lad and it's like yeah. you know and he's only two and it's not like it's not like someone you could shield him from, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's um no that's great man that's, that's really and I love the way that despite your sort of unusual not unusual, but slightly different origin story. Yes, yeah. your, your lad ain't got a chance, has he? <laughs> to be honest, he's no, going to be a West Ham no. fan. Yes, um, I mean, I used to really enjoy the like train journey up. And despite I was obviously only a kid, my stepdad, we used to go to a pub in King's Cross because that was where we'd uh, go into. Mm. So we'd come from Ketchum and arrive at King's Cross. We'd stay in the pub there till about two. We'd probably usually miss kickoff by 10 minutes every week. And then, um, but we just or we just make it on time. I think it was the whole day out I really liked, and then obviously, then I 
when I got older, then I could have a beer and then I'd go to the pub. It was, and then sometimes I'd go all gate east. It was a nice pub there that's shut down now. But yeah, yeah. it was just the whole day out, I really like. You're right. It's it's, and I think that's what people miss the most. It's not about not being there because you know win or lose always on the booze you know so it doesn't really matter but it's the it's as you said it's the whole it's experience isn't it and it's like as you said when your lad's older he'll be going with you and you go to the pubs and you do this and do that you know it's all like a nice a lovely thing to do and i think that's what people miss most and it's a shame because you know obviously clearly we're not going to be back until after christmas at the earliest and um i think people really miss it and and it's a shame as well because obviously the team are starting to do some stuff and and there's no fucker there apart from me to see it so it's just it's really you know there's no feedback you know for them so uh it must be so so bizarre i bet you're in uh enjoying it at the minute though yeah i am yeah i am it's not yeah but it's weird i don't like the fact that i don't like the fact that you know there's no one there um it's 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 really strange and you know when you can hear journalists typing on their keyboard despite there being a few hundred million pounds worth of players on the pitch um it uh it doesn't yeah it's uh, it doesn't sit well with me but um yeah because i can't hear any fans anyway when i'm there because we have like a it's just like a soundproof box I can only hear yeah. if it's noisy through the vibrations in my feet. If it sounds really cheap, but so yeah. I know when it's when it's a noisy crowd when I can feel it on the on my feet, and it's um it's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. But one day, one day, if we'll be back and uh, and and singing bubbles together, and I think that'll be a, a lovely day whenever that happens. But um, yeah, yeah. So so be it. Well, I was going to ask you about if you know your first game, but you knew your first game and. <laughs> game so that's that's somewhat answered that question but yeah but yeah. Uh, you know any any sort of uh, obviously you've been a season to get older for a long time now um you know any any memories any things which stand out away trips or whatever which you go that's west ham i remember that i'm fondly stories you tell uh, people over the pub yeah th- the three two in the league cup a couple of years ago i think it was one of billich's last games actually um that was a bit of a standout that was really good day out at wembley mm-hmm. Um, Coventry away in the Championship, I think, was my first away game. So that was that obviously stands out for me as well. I think F- Freddie Pickyon fell over and scored, <laughs> which isn't surprising. Oh, good old Freddie Pickyon. There's, there's a few good ones, but I think, yeah, Spurs, oh, Man United away in the FA Cup with the Pyre free kick. Yeah. That's obviously yeah. one of the standouts. There were so many good ones that year, though. Yeah, it was. It was like a catalogue, wasn't it? Every game, yeah. there was something good that happened that season. That that it game, which was no, you know, lost was. to Swan home and then Stoke to bottle yeah. the Europe. <laughs> well, again, it's the West Ham way. You know, it wouldn't have been West Ham without bottling it at the end. You know what I mean? Or it was always when you know, famously, I think for a few seasons, it was always oh, we could get seventh or whatever. Um, yeah. And every time we just about to get seventh, it, even like during the season, you know, we'd always bottle it. We'd never, <laughs> never get seventh. Yeah. Every time. It, to Asper or it, something in the Europa League anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then we'd, yeah. But that's what makes me laugh. People want to get into Europe. And as soon as they get into Europe, they, they don't, you know, they sort of not give up, but they just don't because yeah. they have so many qualifying rounds and stuff like that. It's like the Carabao Cup, isn't it? It's like, you know, yeah. there's so many rounds and it's so... It starts so early as well, you know, so we've already had, you know, a few rounds already. And I think after this round, the next round coming with Everton, I don't think the next round's until sort of towards the end of December. So you've had like, for some reason, you've had all these games really, really close. And then you've got like two months until 
to the next yeah. round. It just makes no sense. So it's unsurprising that, that teams don't pull out their full team um, yeah. when that happens. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe a cut run this year. Who knows? Typically, yeah. a cut run when there's no one there in the ground to see it. Yeah. Is it, it's going to be interesting because we've both got a chance, really, us and Everton. And yeah. I'm interested to see the team they put out because their backup team is actually quite strong. They've looked, they've looked good, but they've got to a point now where if they beat us, they're in quite a late rounds and they've got a really good first team at the minute. Yeah. So but we've got both... we've got quite a good backup team as well, you know. Our our, our reserve team is is Yarmolenko yeah. and Anderson and Lanzini and fucking you know, hell, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like how many yeah, hundred millions worth? I know and Haller and stuff like that. It's uh, we haven't got a bad reserve team, but it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. Um, yeah. But yeah, as you said, it's it's all about momentum, isn't it? So obviously, you know, and and what's nice is that the the, the cup games have, have brought this momentum on. You know, obviously the Arsenal game we played so we played really well. We should have got something, and then obviously yeah. Charlton we won, and then Wolves, and hopefully we can keep this momentum going because it's just it, it's it's needed. I think it's needed yeah, at definitely. the moment. Uh, the performance of our reserve team, as we say, um, uh, definitely it makes our players play better. Like Bowen, for example. Yeah. If you look at the way he played, because Yarmolenko has had a brilliant game in midweek. He's shown a bit of competition. Yeah. And now Bowen goes and does that, and you think, well, that's brilliant. That's, you can't ask for anything more. It now means that if Bowen has a bit of a bad game, that Yarmolenko can come in. Yeah. And they'll be pushing it, each other again. So. It's nice, isn't it? It's nice when players, have, you feel like they have to... Um, where obviously the performance of the of the of the the B team, so to speak, then pushes yeah. and spurs on them to to do more, which is which is exactly what you need. And like you know, I mean, even like some of the young lads, that I mean Ashby, you know, Ashby yeah. was brilliant, yeah. and it's a shame he was he got injured, you know, did his finger in, didn't he? Because you know he'd be sniffing around eventually, particularly now, obviously with Fredericks out um, for a little while. If we don't get anyone in, I quite like Ashby. I think he's a really good fullback, and he's just. Looks like he's Sorry. got a good future. So, oh, that was silly. He's cute. He's cute. He's cute, man. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it, we should. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm, you know, I was more confident than I was Sunday about six o'clock this six o'clock in the evening. A lot more yeah. confident and happy now. So it's yeah. it's the West Ham. Well, we're tenth now, aren't we? So you know, that's it. Yeah. Top ten. Top ten finish. <laughs> Season over, please. That's it. Done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Right, so um, let, let's let, let's talk about your your hammers eleven, Callum. So so basically, everyone we have on, um, they they whether it's a player or a fan, they give us their hammers eleven. So the idea being is they pick eleven uh, players of the players they've been alive to see. So obviously, it's not like yep. your dream eleven. It's because obviously you, you and me went around to see Bobby Moore and Billy Bonds and Trevor Brookin play. So. It's not, yeah. How can we put them in our team? Because we've never seen them. There's no reference point. But you can talk about whoever you want. It doesn't have to be the best players. It doesn't have to be the favourite players. It could be your worst eleven or whatever. It doesn't matter, Callum. It's just, it's your eleven, and so uh, that's the whole idea of, of the of the show. So um, we'll start off in goal. Who are we going to have in goal? Who's going to be between the sticks for the Callum eleven? That's what we want. I think know. possibly a bit of recency bias, or maybe it'd just be. Because he's so good, but I'd have to say Fabianski probably. No, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Uh, consistent. Gone off a bit since his injury, but I think, one, he mm. could he could get his form back to his old anyway, so we can't expect him to be Superman every week. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been revelation. He essentially kept us up. Um, he, he, he saved so much. You can see the difference as well. It's, 
I've always said with the keeper, it's not just the keeper, it's uh, the defence. You see how shaky the defence got when Roberto came in. Yeah. And you think everything changes about the team. So, yeah, I think definitely Fabianski. Definitely, you're right. And it's, it's one of those things, that is, it's, I think uh, the, the position of the goalkeeper makes, you know, ever since that Roberto, the Roberto incident, I call it, um, Yeah, you, you don't realise how much you need a, a solid keeper. You know, we've been all right. I think we've been quite fortunate in all of our keepers have been reasonably solid in my time. Yeah. You know, yeah. whether it's Rob Green or, or David James or, you know, Shackle or Ludo. And so, you know, for me, it's... Um, it's definitely, it's definitely like I, I, I totally agree. Fabianski's in my, is in my eleven. I think he's consistently the best goalkeeper we've had, um, and you know glimpses at the, at the Wolves game is like it was a lot more confident back. You know he's coming forward a lot more. You know it's a couple yeah. of challenges of him and Jimenez where he you know really went for it. And yeah, we've probably got maybe a season, season half left with him. Um, he's thirty six now, so. All our goalkeepers are quite old, actually. All our first-team goalkeepers. So, you know, yeah. it's like David Martin and uh, Randolph and him. And, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, you know, we're given, it might give an opportunity to, if we keep going, maybe not so now in the Carabao Cup, but, you know, the likes of Trot and people like that, you know, just to get these youngsters yep. some, some first-team experience because we'll need them, particularly in, in the world we live in now. We, you know, the Charlton game proved it, you know. Half an hour, forty minutes before kickoff, you know, half the team leaves, you know, because they've got positive tests, and uh, that isn't going to be the first or last time that ever happens, that's for sure. Um, but we'll put Fabianski in. Uh, what what formation are we going to play, Callum? We're going to play three, four at the back. What are we going to do? Um, we'll go four, three, three. I like. I think I've got a nice. couple of fullbacks in mind. So yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Right. Let's go. Let's go left back then. Who've got on the left? Left back, uh, Chris, definitely. I mean, he's definitely last two to three years hasn't been in as much himself. But I think no. even against Wolves and when Masuaku played in the wing back role in Moyes' previous um, yep. time as manager, I think he was good at centre back as well. Which is just so strange. You'd think he's not even like six foot. But there's a few times I noticed against Wolves where he'd he he wouldn't win headers against Jimenez, but he'd be doing enough to put him off, and then he'd win the second ball every time. Nice. Yeah. And I think they've got a great understanding, him and Masuaku, at the minute. Yeah, where they they'll do. double up. They do it really well. So, But yeah, even before that, obviously, he was hammering a year, I think, in his first or second season. Hmm. He was yeah, chipping in with goals. He was good defensively. Yeah. And he's definitely, I think, my favourite left back. It's, it's one of those things with injuries as well, isn't it? I mean, injuries, you, yeah. it, it plays all West Ham players, it seems, more than anyone. It, I would suggest. But yeah, I mean, he came, once he got injured, he was never the same player back. But... There is a bit of a renaissance about in the last few games. And you're right, yeah. it's that sort of, you know, playing that defence. I mean, it, I mean I'm not put, I am not putting him in the, in the same category as Steve Potts. I just want to say that. But Steve Potts was five for eight and was an incredible centre-back. You don't have yeah. to be six foot plus and mm -hmm. be a good centre-back. It's all about placement and, and stuff like that. I'm just, what I'm saying with Cresswell is he hasn't been shown up too much playing in that back three. That's yeah, all definitely. I'm saying. Because I know there's going to be loads of... Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not comparing Aaron Cresswell to Steve Potts. I'm just saying stature-wise in terms of their physical yeah. appearance. But, um, yeah, no, Cresswell, no, I think he's... Yeah, fair play to him, you know what I mean? I think fair play. He's adapted his game um, to, to fit in that position. And, and as long as Moyes plays three at the back, then he's, he's, he's got a position there. And I think it's nice. You said Masuaku. They seem to have a good understanding. We all see Masuaku as being more of a attacking playing rather than a defensive player. And yeah, um, definitely. it just works. It just works, doesn't it? 
Yeah. Okay, okay. Aaron Cresswell is in. Who is next? We'll go. I don't know. Right back. Let's go right back. Right back. That's that's a tough one. I don't think we've been it is. really blessed in my lifetime. But I, for some reason, it was. It's not probably the best. But I just I quite liked um, Guy Demel. Ah. No I just liked him. I had no reason. I didn't think he was a great player. I think I met him when I was quite young, and he was really nice oh, to me. Right. So it was like a. I just liked him as a person. <laughs> yeah, just a lovely bloke. But he he was solid, yeah. solid bloke, wasn't he? Just he was built, yeah. absolutely built, like a like a proverbial house. Um, but um, no, I loved him. No, he's a good man, and he's you're right. He's we haven't been blessed with right back since pff, Tim Breaker, maybe Sebastian Schemmel for a season. But apart from that, it's it's that they're either loan signings or they haven't performed at right back, or we convert a, a centre back to a like we did yeah. with Tompkins for a while. We've it, it's always been a problem. Uh, I hope with Ben Johnson now we we have uh, someone who can cement yeah. his position. You know, but again, it's Fredericks. You know, now Fredericks is injured. It's an opportunity for Johnson to sit up, stand up, and and and, and go for it. But obviously, then they'll yeah. play wing backs. So they'll be right wing back rather than a full back. But it's um, yeah. <laughs> it's always hindsight's always a great thing. But um, <laughs> no, I think uh, I love. No, I think he's a he's a real. He was a really solid player. Guy Demel was, and um, yeah, you know, he did a yeah. job for us. I don't remember him making any mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he didn't really. Like, he was. He might not always be the best, but he was kind of just solid every week, like a six or a seven out of ten every yeah. week. Yeah, really. and, and you need that. You know, it's like the, yeah. I, I, I call it the George McCartney syndrome. You know, you, you it's yeah. like six, six or seven out of ten, you'll recognise him when someone mentions him, but you wouldn't put him down on your yeah. first team in your team sheet. And uh, no, yeah, All right, geese him. Uh, let's go centre back. So who's your first centre half then? Uh, Winston, Winston Reed. Oh, definitely. Winnie Reed, Winnie Reed. Yeah, I think it's far too easy for people to forget how good he was in his prime. Yeah, there was a few clubs. I remember Arsenal wanted him for I think two, two or so years. They were yeah. haggling out to try and get him. I mean, injuries done him, yes, but there's still like tight. There's so many moments. Millwall last game at Upton Park. I remember last minute Sunderland at uh, London Stadium. Well, he he decided to do like a Ronaldo chop and scored from the edge of the box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's so many moments, and he's just I think he's been a bit of a leader as well at the back. Definitely, yeah. probably one of my favourite ever players. Yeah, no, he, he and, and I mean, you know, he's he's starting to play again, isn't he? Now in in the MLS, yeah. so which is great to see. I mean, you know, technically it's his testimonial year this year. Um, yeah. You know, he's been 10 years. It's a long time. And you're right. He was, again, same as Chris, isn't it? Injuries have just mm-hmm. completely stunted his, his his time at West Ham. Um, who knows? He may, he if he wasn't injured, he may well not be a West Ham player anymore. Um, yeah. But it, it's that sort of sliding doors moment. But no, he's, he'll always be going down in history, won't he? For scoring against Millwall, for, you know, the goal at last go at Upton Park and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, no, you're right. I think we forget how good he, how good he was uh, in his mm-hmm. prime, um, particularly coming up from the championship into the, back into the Premier League. That's when he really was like, in his, it, you know, was, was doing, was pulling up trees, you know, when, when yeah. he started, when he, when he joined, he wasn't that good. And we went down and then yeah. that championship year really sort of firmed him up. And I don't yeah, know definitely. what the Danish leagues like, but you know, he, just, he was a bit, you know, but he sort of firmed up a little bit and then definitely came back in a vengeance. Right. Okay. When he reads in, um, who's the other centre half then Callum? Um, probably Ginge, I'd say. Yeah. 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 Ginger. I think he was at one of them, in his first spell, I was a bit younger, but I, I remember he'd, <coughs> he'd make a howler 
and you'd be annoyed, but then you know that he's not going to make up for it, but you know he's going to give you 110%. And yeah. it, you know that in his head, he's going to be hating himself for that whole and He's going to be trying to make up for it. Some players will put their heads down and they won't make up for it. They'll they'll get down about it and he'll just, he'll put his head straight back up, try and forget about it and make up for it every week. And I think in his second spell, despite being old, he was just so solid. He hardly seen him last two, three years. West Ham hardly made a mistake. He was just, won everything in the air. And obviously such a good servant. I think he loves the club as well, which always helps. Always helps. And I think we, I think with, with Ginge, I think he's just one of those players who, when he came back, he, he, I've said it before, when he came back, he became more of a West Ham player. He, he you know, he was a good player when he, when we signed him. Then he obviously left and went to Villa, came back yeah. and is this sort of bald headed, you know, massive beard and just, yeah. just put his body everywhere to stop a goal. And I think that's what West Ham fans love, isn't it? It's that sort of yeah. never say die attitude. And he had it in abundance. And yeah, he was, a, he was a, a great servant for the club. Um, yeah. All right. Ginger's in. Uh, let's go. Let's go midfield. So we've got midfield three. So who's your first one of your midfield three? Then Callum, if you're playing three in the midfield. Uh, we'll go as like a holding. We'll go with Rice. Yep. Probably the easiest one. Obviously, a yeah. lot of, like I say, I'm young, so it's a lot of recency bias, but he's one of my favourite players and he's just unbelievable at what he does. People, there's people out there who will go and say, Oh, you didn't have a good game today. I'm, I'm thinking, do you watch the game? It's, it's easy to not appreciate a defensive midfielder unless you're a fan of that team. Because, I mean, yeah. I've probably done at times where I've gone, Oh, is he that good? And then you, you actually watch the game and you think he, he really is. He's, He'll be in, like, yeah, against Wolves, he'll be in that spot. There was one on the edge of the box. And he'll just be in the right position at the right time to intercept it. And he gets his feet in, into little tackles where you think he's definitely going to give away a foul and he'll just nick the ball and they'll start an attack. And he's just definitely our most important player currently. Oh, definitely. Uh, without him, we'd be in big trouble, but hopefully we keep him. But yeah, if, well, just... like I say, to move on, I would not blame him. I think I just wish... No, I don't think anyone would. Anyone would, no. I don't think anyone would blame him. And and you you know how good a player he is when he has an off game because it sticks out yeah. like a, a sore thumb. And you go, oh, he's, he's had an off game. He, maybe he played a six rather than an eight. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. that he's he's got such high standards that that happens. And it's um it's really unfortunate that, that, that people think, oh, his head's turned or whatever just because he's had a bad game. The Wolves game just proved he's no. <laughs> he was just he just had a bad game. He you know, he, the yeah. poor lad had played two international games in in four days or something like that. He'd come back and done any trade, you know, and he was straight back into it really. So um yeah. no, I think he's I think he's absolutely mustard. And he's one of those players I think that you as you said, you appreciate when he's in your team. You know, mm -hmm. I, I call it sort of the Michael Carrick effect. Michael Carrick is a player which no one really appreciated until he left. And then you go, actually, he was actually integral to our team. And not just mm -hmm. us, but Tottenham and Man United. Every team he's left, they haven't been able to replace him. And that's, I think, the worry I have with Declan Rice. Yeah. When, not if, I think when, whenever that may be, he, he, he leaves the club. Um, I don't think if, because I think today in the modern day, you you don't get that sort of Mark Noble approach to it to playing for a club. You just don't. Yeah. It's just it's a it, it's a career for people now, isn't it? Rather than a passion. And so for Deck, you know, but uh, and I think we'll we will struggle. Um, it, you know, when could be in ten years' time? Who knows? But you know, um, <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully, it will be. Um, but yeah. we'll see. Um, but he's only a young lad, so um, you know, I still have this sort of 
romantic um, notion that he'll be the next Mark Noble. He, he'd have seen how revered Mark is amongst the fans and think, I want a bit of that. But um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. He isn't gonna do, he isn't gonna do a pie is he when if he doesn't no, yeah. get sold do you know what I mean and and I think that's what people realise and everyone will wish him well uh, whenever he he does go because I think you know it's only a matter of time right okay we'll put deck in um, who's next Noble Marky Nobes I said that Rice was probably the easiest but really thinking about it Nobles <laughs> is everyone's first. been around for only twenty one years like me yeah he's been. Basically, my whole life. Well, it's been there the whole time I've been going West Ham. It's mental, isn't it, when you think of it like that? It is. It's crazy. Yeah. And like you say, local boy. Look, And he's, he's some of his performances in recent years haven't been as good. But even then, you think about it and you think, there's something. I don't know what it is. He'll have a poor game. But sometimes he'll be out the team. And it yeah. won't be his performance that he's missing. Maybe it's him. I don't know. It's just the team missing. But we used to go weeks without him. And you think, oh, we're playing better than him, but we'd lose. And he'd yeah. come back in. We might play as well, but we'd win. <laughs> yeah. And you think, maybe, I don't know what it is. It's his leadership, him in the dressing room. I don't know, but we miss. We used to miss him every week he didn't play. Yeah. And yeah. after 15, you, you... wow, how I we mean, didn't get a call up. I, I, mean, I mean, you're right, really. Um, it's one of those things where... where where you've got... I think with someone like Mark Noble, it's, it's, it's just... He'd always just be around you know he'll always be around i think even when he leaves he'll be around and um i just think he's great um and he's a fan and you know you'd never see you know with him you'd never i think we'll never get someone like that again which is horrible and to think yeah but again it's i think again we live in this sort of romantic view of football you know it doesn't happen you don't have you might yeah, have same. people who are fans, but not your captain or who's done 500 games and a one-man club and, you know, everything that Mark brings. And so, um, no, I think, uh, you know, we, we should revere him. And, and when he does hang up his boots, he should be uh, integral within the coaching staff and stuff like that. So Yeah, I think he will be. I mean, obviously, he's got his own school thing at the minute going on, hasn't he, uh, Mark Noble? I'm not sure exactly what's called, but I know he does his own coaching. So mm. I'm assuming... When he goes, he'll become some kind of coach or something behind the scenes. And yeah, maybe you never no, know definitely. a future manager. Who knows? Yeah, no, exactly. Right, okie dokie. So, um, all right, so Mark's in. Who's next? This one's tough. I'm probably going to go with a, a creative one to try and balance it out. I've got probably two in mind between Lanzini and um, Yossi, Ben Ayun. Yeah. And it's literally probably the toughest decision because they're quite similar players. I think yeah. Yossi was probably better, but because I've been going home and away West Ham during the years of Lanzini, I'll go for Lanzini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll oh, we'll put Manuel in. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you know, another one, injury. I mean, poor Buggy, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like injuries just buggered him up as well. It's um, it's horrible to think of it, but um, when he signed, he was brilliant, weren't he? Our little gem. Yeah, you that, know, he was... First and second season were just brilliant. Yeah. Really yeah, and I've and honestly, just... I, I met him a few times, and he's honestly one of the nicest guys you see. I went out uh, pre-season once, um, Germany a couple of years back, and he was on the bench, but he went back into the changing rooms, and instead of coming back out onto the bench, he just went round the whole stadium, round to the fans, just signing everything, speaking to the fans, having a laugh with everyone, and then went back to the bench about half an hour later. I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure what um, the boss would have thought about it, but. <laughs> 
he was he was really nice really nice bloke and and i mean with him he's just he just seems you know it, i mean you know we look at the charlton game for example him and to um, anderson yarmolenko that was probably some of the nicest football i've seen for a couple of years yeah. where they were playing and just that get that consistency going again and and you know if he can have a prolonged time without any injuries i think we would see someone close to i don't think he ever will because i think again you know same with cresswell same with um same with reed you know once these players get injured they yep. always seem to get continually injured but um yeah no we'll see we'll see with, with, with manuel um what happens but i think yeah he's on his day when he's when he's got the bit between his teeth he's he's still a, a, an incredibly talented player and um, yeah yeah good shout okay right let's go let's get to the front three then who have we got Oh, this is t well, there's one obvious one for me straight away, but I was just about to say I feel a bit harsh for leaving Scott Parker out, but you know, I had to leave out someone, but yeah. Um I'll go for the left. He's probably more of an attacking midfielder, but I'll put Pyatt on the left. Just yeah. Took far too good to not make my team. Best I've ever yeah. seen. By a by a stretch probably. Yeah. And probably Absolutely. the best I would be, unless we have some kind of drastic change in owners and get rich owners. I can't see it's getting anyone better than that. For a one-off season, I don't think you're ever going to get someone who's a Ballon d'Or nominee. Yeah, while he's he playing was for the club, unbelievable. Just some of the things I mean? he did. You, you see him every week, like taking the mick out of Chelsea, Liverpool, and you're thinking, "Wow." Yeah, <laughs> he was unbelievable. He's such a good player. He was such a good player, and he was. And he I was, was one of them. I reckon the first week I was so angry, and then after I've just thought, you know what. Is when you look into the story, the more you think about it, he he just wanted to be back in France. If he yeah. if he was at money motivated and everything, he would have gone to one of the bigger clubs. That's what he would have done. I think he just wanted to be back at home in France. I think he stories well. I don't know if it's true that he messed up with his missus and everything. So, <coughs> you know, get back, get his family back, and at the end of the day, if that's what he wants to do. And I hear a lot of pundits as well now. They go, oh, well, what's he done since West Ham? I'm thinking if you actually watch the French league. He's still unbelievably good. Yeah. Still, yeah. the amount of chances he creates and the stuff he does over there still now, he's such a good player. I think we got him at his peak. You know what I mean? I think we did yeah. get him at his peak. Um, he hit that purple patch. And, he's, and, you know, that all, when's that ever happened? It, you know, I can't, yeah. in my time, having a player who, who hits their peak. Di Canio, maybe, but maybe arguably before yeah. he was, you know, but but Pyatt was at his peak. He was at his world peak, you know. It's like yeah. um, it was one of those times where he was just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And I just I thought it was a, you know, he he made that last season what it was. You know, it would yeah. not have been that season without the Pyatt, without the Man United, the 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 you know away, without the the Crystal Palace free kick, without. You know, when he tore Blackburn a, a new one yeah. and just ran the game. You know, we wouldn't have had that season if it wasn't for him. And I think he'll always be um, revered in, in West Ham's heart, fans' hearts because of that season, regardless of what generation people come from, because he was that good. Um, yeah. Right. Okie dokie. Pyatt's in. Who is next? On the right. I'm trying to think who's on the right. Stuff because I've always been a fan of Antonio, obviously. Very good player. I'm trying to think from like the era before when I was younger, who would have, who we would have had. It's a tough on the right hand side, or is it winger in general? I probably, I will probably go Antonio. Yeah, yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. 
it's, it's such a strange footballer that <laughs> on the eye you'd think he's awful, really, like technically, but he's he just cannot defend it. You can't. You see Cody. He's just got a knack, hasn't he? He's got his knack. I don't really know what it is, but but I really liked him at Forest before and before he comes to us, and he was yeah. completely different. He was quite technically good, like. Although he still had the same like heavy touch and things like that, he'd run past players and he was more of a winger and he'd score quite a few goals from outside the box. Whereas usually now, if you see him shoot from outside the box, he's probably going to go in Rose Head. Yeah. But he's the way he's changed into the striker role as well. He's really good and but he, just but, really yeah, like a player. Again, you know, he's one of those players who. Unfortunately, he's an injury away from being out for six months, isn't he? Yeah. He's one of those guys who always, you know, he's been fortunate in the last, you know, since restart. He hasn't got injured, hasn't taken many major knocks. Um, but he's just got this. I don't know what it is. It, as you said, he's not technically, he's not fantastic. I don't think he is, you know, he's. Yeah. But he's just got this just pure rawness about him. Which you're, you know, he doesn't know what he's going to do. So how is the defender going to know how yeah. to how to go against him? Do you know what I mean? I mean, even Traore, you know, he, I mean, you watched them both. But it was funny. I thought when Traore push push Antonio <laughs> off the ball, and I'm thinking that is the only person I know who can do that. Yeah. But um, but he, he even he, you've got an idea of his game plan. His game plan yeah. is to basically run it wide and chop it in. Where Antonio just does his little diagonal thing and he just runs in the box. And there was one that Wolves game. There was a point where he came off the left hand side and just like diagonally, just literally walked into the box and no yeah. one went near him. And I was like, "What is going on?" And then obviously he then does a crap shot. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's just. But yeah, he's got a knack, isn't he? And long may it continue because you know we all know we're all waiting for it to see him and Haller go up front yeah, together. That- so I want us to get enough points. That Moyes is happy with that. So, um, sorry, my building downstairs. <laughs> anyway, so that's Antonio in. Um, who's the last person? Who are we going to have up for? Probably the, uh, the main head of the striker. Um, I'd say the best would obviously be uh, Carlos. But, yeah. yeah, you have to go Carlton Cole. You have to. You can't not go Carlton Cole. Yeah, he's a legend, isn't he? I mean, he's a legend, isn't he? He's he's a lovely bloke as well, and and he's you know West Ham, you know, he loves loves the club, and the club love him, and yeah, he tr- and he's a, he was a tr- God loves a trier, don't they? God loves a trier, and that, he did. The worst thing about it was like people would laugh at him at times because you know he he do stuff, and you think, wow, like, sometimes you can be awful, but the, the deep thing is he was at times a brilliant footballer. Some of the goals he scored, yeah. there was one I think on the turn. Um, the Premier League put it up. It was on this day a few years ago, and he got one. And then there was one, I think, Wigan away team goal that he finished off. Obviously, he was at Chelsea's youth when they were coming through with a really good side. And you think he was a really good footballer. He just obviously didn't fulfil his potential. But for what yeah. he didn't have in, in his potential, he definitely made up for with his hard work. That's for sure. Yeah. It was every week he was, he'd run and run and run. And you know, you know what I mean. At West Ham, sometimes we have these players. Maybe, maybe a lot of people say it's not a good thing that we appreciate play, players that work hard too much. We don't appreciate those that are better, mm. but we just that's because we like the bare minimum, which is hard work. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. He and, but he was a typical West Ham player because he would have these moments of genius. Yeah, and you're yeah. thinking, where has this player been? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? A bit like West Ham, you know, it's like we'll have, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll turn up and, 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 you know, like, 
like on Sunday, you know, beat Wolves 4-0. Yeah. And you're thinking, where has this team been? You know, and he was he's a he was a typical, a perfect West Ham player, Colton Coley. Yeah. Moments of genius, moments of complete madness uh, in terms of like no control. I mean, he can't control those to call him and stuff like that. But he would always he would always have a go. And I think West Ham yeah. fans, that's what they appreciate. And uh, nah, good man. He's a nice bloke as well. But uh, that's it. That's it, Callum. That's yep. your team. You've pa- yeah. you've pinned your colours to that 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 eleven. But um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of heart in that team. I think you know yeah. like the Coltons and, and Noble and Rice and and uh, and Collins. You know there's a lot of heart which West Ham fans love, isn't it? As you said. But uh... let's just say if I had a three man bench, it would be uh, Parker, Tevez, Diamante. That's one yeah, player yeah. that doesn't get mentioned much, but I just loved him. He doesn't. No, no, no. He was crazy, wasn't he? I think because he gets overshadowed because he sort of came in that period, didn't he, between De Canio and Payet. Yeah. And so that little reference point, and obviously you have Tevez as well. So he's he gets lost in that. There's a few around that time, like Diamante. I always liked uh, Louis Jimenez. I thought he was a yeah. good player as well. And they get lost in, in the pecking order, so to speak. But I see on I follow on Instagram as well, uh, Diamante, and he's so everything. He, got, he still goes to games, obviously, when they're on. He'll go West Ham like once or twice a season. Yeah. I think he did an article for someone the other day. Yeah, and I think he did an article for um, uh, Ross um, from uh, the Atlant- the Athletic. Yeah, that uh, Ross was, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did did one for him. So yeah. So that obviously makes me uh, even happier because but they all do. It's like Carlos Tevez. You know, he came out the other day and said the only team he'll play in Europe would be West Ham. Yeah, and he's thirty six now. You know, yeah. and that's what I love. I love players. Yeah. Everyone who seems to leave, what you know, obviously the the players that I interview, the ex players, they all say how much they love the, their time at the club. And yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah. But uh, anyway. It's been lovely chatting to you, Callum. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate no it. Don't you can go and attend to your 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 young lad now. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and good luck to him. And obviously, until next time, um, take care, everyone. Stay safe. That's really really important. Um, and as I said, till next time, for me and Callum, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Callum can't do it because he's only got one hand. But come on, you wines. <laughs> he's holding his phone in his other hand. But yeah. um, take care, everyone. Stay safe. We'll see you again very. Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.